So how's everyone doing this morning? Amen. Amen. Do we have any first time visitors with us this morning? Amen. Hello. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming. We want to just hand you something and you can just uh, hand it to one of the ushers or put it in the offering plate. But we thank you for coming here to Restoration and worshiping with us this morning. We also have uh, the family of the Thorns and the family of the Jameses here uh, visiting. Some of them are visiting, uh, are here this morning worshiping with us, visiting from out of town as as, uh, EIT Paul is turned 60 years old. Amen. So they had a big hoorah for him. So we want to celebrate him and we want to just thank his family for coming out and worshiping with us this morning. It means so much to us. Amen. After all that partying last night that they, they, they saved for real. They got up and, and came on to church. Amen. So we, so we thank God for that. But we just want to welcome you this morning. We want to welcome our online visitors. And uh, we are just excited about what God is doing uh, for us this morning. So last week we spoke about uh, the prayer of Jabez, amen? Um, And we talked about it and compared it to the Lord's prayer, the similarities in the prayer, the, the, the structure of the prayer. How do we really get God's attention when we pray? How do I, God, how do I... How do my prayers get through? I know oftentimes as, as we prayed, we have, you know, just tons of unanswered prayers and just wondering, God, what is going on? Why aren't you answering my prayer? I'm your child. I love you. You love me. What, what is, what, what's going on here? Why am I not seeing the fruit of my labor? And as we have been studying these prayers and as, as we further study in uh, First Chronicles and study more and get deeper into the word um, and see what Jabez, what that prayer really did, how it, what it meant, amen, and the mindset that uh, Jabez had when he, when he was praying the prayer. Jabez wasn't just repeating words, but Jabez was praying from his heart, singing his heart's cry out to the Lord. His mindset had aligned with the will of God and God saw that he had Jabez's yes, that he had had uh, Jabez had totally surrendered to him and God blessed him. Amen. How many of us want to be blessed this morning? Amen. Amen. How many of us want our prayers to be answered? Amen. You know, when you get a, get a little breakthrough and you hear a prayer answer, I mean, it just excites everything in you when you can see the hand of God working for you, working through you. And this is what Jabez's daily lifestyle When you really begin to understand uh, and look at the history of Jabez, you really begin to see the relationship that he had with Christ, uh, with God. So if you would stand this morning as we read, we will be reading from 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Amen. And I will be reading um, out of the ESV. And it's just two short passages of scripture, but very impactful once you really begin to dig into it. So let's read it together. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Y'all gonna read with me? Okay. (laughs) Amen. We'll start over. (laughs) Amen. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the Lord God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. 
and God granted what he asked. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and reading of his word. Amen. Amen. We can be seated this morning. Amen. So this morning, I just want to talk about the Jabez mindset. God blessed me. Not only God blessed me, but God blessed me indeed. So the big ideal is that when we get when we get into proper alignment to God's will, we obligate God to hold true to his word and uphold his promises. Amen. I want to say that again. When we get into proper alignment to God's will, we obligate him to hold true to his word and uphold his promises. Amen. God wants to bless us. God wants to bless you. See, God's not playing around. He's not playing a game. Well, if you do this, then I do that. It's not a tit-tat with God. But it is an honest, assured promise that if you align yourself to my will, if you align yourself, be obedient to my ways, I will bless you. There is no doubt. And this is exactly what Jabez experienced. See, this is a very short passage of scriptures. Only, it's only two verses, less than 75 words, but it holds them one of the most powerful keys, amen, to, to breaking through, to getting to the place where God would want us to be uh, and do. So um, the Bible doesn't mention a lot about Jabez. I mean, there's just this chronicle in, in this chapter, we're seeing the chronological lines of Judah, amen, we're seeing the heritage of Judah being spoken, the begats, the sons, the tribes. And as, as you get to verse 4, it just abruptly starts, stops, and it, and it speaks to, it speaks about Jabez. It gives you a little bit of detail about who Jabez is and what he had went through. And so when you really look at that, it's kind of like it just kind of breaks the pattern of what's going on. And what, what, who is this Jabez? Why, did, why was there a pause in the scripture that caused the writer to stop and speak of Jabez, talk about his life? And so as we continue to look at it, and I kept continuing to study about it, I began to see that, that um, there was something really special about Jabez. Not that nobody else was special, but that Jabez had won the heart of God. Amen. Jabez had won, won the heart of God through, not only through his prayer, because the, 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 the scripture, the, the, the prayer of Jabez is really not so much about the prayer, but it's about the mindset that Jabez had this morning. So we're going to talk about that this morning, that Jabez's mindset is what really broke him through, what really stood him apart and where the Quranic, that where he was he was mentioned in scripture with more detail than any of the others in his in his lineage. So we know that he was from the tribe of Judah. We spoke about that last week. Amen. And we understand that Judah was one of the largest tribes. Amen. It was Judah means praise, and and Judah was one of the the. 12 tribes of Israel, and it was also the lineage of our Savior. And so we know that he came from a powerful lineage, but there was something about Jabez that stood out. And so we're just going to just walk through Scripture and, um, and see what it was, uh, although Scripture doesn't tell us, when we look back into the history, when we look back into that genealogical line, we will see why Jabez uh, 
was so honored by God. We'll see that Jabez understood his history, that Jabez knew where he came from, that Jabez understood the, the, um, the promises of God. And so as we look at it, although Jabez, you know, he's not up with the historicals, Abrahams and Moses and Davids and all of those great patriarchs that we read, read about, but his name was mentioned. And so we need to take notice of why is Jabez's name mentioned? So he's, he's from this lineage of great patriarchs. And I'm pretty sure as Jabez was growing up, he heard the stories of his ancestors. Jabez was in the direct line of the slaves of Egypt. Those were his people. Jabez understood who he was and where he came from. And so the Abrahams, the Moseses, all of those stories were directly in his lineage. And he heard the stories of, of how, they, how God brought them out of Canaan. He heard the story of how God removed, uh, called Abraham to move his family. And he began to really just understand his background, where he comes from, who he is. And a lot of us need to, to do that too. We need to understand, like, who are we as a people? Where do I come from? What is my family lineage? Who, where, where, where are these cycles of iniquity coming from? What are the things that are happening in my background? Because we read about these great patriarchs, but these great patriarchs, they were a mess. Their families were a mess. There was just, you know, if you want reality TV, just, just open up the Bible and you will get the biggest housewives and, oh my gosh, you get all, all of the reality TV shows probably came out of the Bible because these people had drama. And so uh, Jabez is hearing about these stories. He's hearing about all these things. And one of the things he's really, you know, he begins to tune into, you know, when God created Adam and Eve, God told them to be fruitful and to multiply and to, to, and to take dominion. He says, and that's who we are today. We are to be fruitful. We are to be multipliers. We are to, to, make, to take dominion over our land. But because of sin, it disrupted what God had designed and created us to do. And so the best had a great understanding of that. If you look in Genesis 12, 1 through 5, you see where it says, where the Lord called Abraham and he said, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in all you do, in all, and, in, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen? That, that, that promise reigns today, amen. We're descendants of Abraham. And God had declared that all of the families from you will be blessed. In Genesis 35 and 10, God said, and God said to Jacob, your name is Jacob. No longer shall your name be called, be called Jacob. Now we know Jacob was a twin and Jacob was a trickster and Jacob stole the birthright of his brother Esau. And so, but God called him and God had chosen him and God had, had found favor in him. So he, called, he changed his name to Israel and God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful. We hear that again, we hear the echo. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you and kings shall come from your own body. The land that I gave Abraham and Isaac, I will give to you. And 
give to you that the land to your, offer, to your offspring and the land to your offspring after you. We keep, we keep hearing this constant echo of Adam, or God having a first conversation with Adam and Eve and telling them, be fruitful and multiply, take dominion. We hear it with Abraham, move from this place and I will bless you. We hear it with Jacob. Jacob, I'm going to bless you. Although your character is jacked up, that's okay. We're going to work on that on the, on the, throughout the process. But I want to bless you. And then we, get, we think of Joseph. And we think of uh, in Genesis 39, when Joseph was used by God to preserve his father's entire family by enabling them to move from Canaan to Egypt, and in this move, the Hebrew nations would prosper and numerically grow to become a great nation. All of this happened because of the divine plan and purposes of, that God had for Joseph's lives. Those promises that he gave those patriarchs are the same promises that we can declare today. Amen? That God wants us to be fruitful. God wants us to multiply. God wants us to be men and women of God, amen, to carry out his plans for you. And so even in all of the mishaps of this family, we see where Joseph was this young kid, amen, who was favored by his father. And his father gives him this beautiful coat because he loved him so much. He was the first of, of the wife of a woman that he had worked so hard for. And God favored him. And in his, and being young and stupid and dumb, he, he took that coat and he flaunted it. He flaunted it around. He was very proud and, you know, somewhat arrogant of, of, of the blessing that he had had. And then he was a dreamer. Amen. God had spoke to him through visions. And he didn't understand that the visions he were have, was having was something that was futuristic. It was going to come forth. But he would go out to his brothers and say, yeah, I had this dream and you all bowed down to me. You know, I'm the man. And his brothers would just, it just irritated him when they saw him coming. You know, you have those family members. Thanksgiving's coming up. You're going to have those family members that come over and you're just like, hi, how you been? <laughs> okay, we're going to make it through this day. And so he, there was just always this irritation that, that Joseph brought forth, you know, when he was around his brothers and it caused a lot of chaos and it caused, caused him to, to be uh, taken out by his brothers. So they thought they had taken him out, but it, it caused him to be ab abandoned from his, from his family. And so this is, this is Jabez's family history. This is the history of his family. This is what he's, what he's been through. And so as he's growing up and he's hearing this, you know, Jabez is, is, is intaking what is going on, what's coming down my generational line. What causes me to do the things I do? You know, as I grow older and older, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, I will never be like you. I will never raise my kids like you. I will never beat my kids like you beat me, you know. And you say these things about your mother and your father and their parenting. And then you grow up and you find out that you were doing the exact same things, amen? Saying the exact words, I'm beating you because I love you, you know. We hear all these things because we don't quite understand them. But once we grab a hold of those principles, we're like, oh, okay, now I understand. You know, we have to walk through some experiences. So Jabez, being a young man, had, had walked life. He had lived life. And um, he gets to this point in his life um, where he wants to do more, that he wants to, be, he wants to do more, he wants to become more. And so as, as the script, the passage picks up in the middle of his lineage, we see that it starts off and it says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, 
And when you look at that and you study that, and like what was so honoring about him? He was probably one of the younger children, amen? And why was he, why was he so much more honorable than his brothers? And then you have to really begin to go look back at the history of it. And scripture doesn't get, in, get into it, so you have to get to the commentaries and the, the, the word studies and just really find out what is it uh, that why, why Jabez was just exalted in this, this passage. So Jabez was honored more than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. So when we look at that and you look at the then you look at it in the Hebrew, and I am not a Hebrewologist, is that even a word? I'm not one to be able to break down so you all can see uh, Elder Karen or you guys can go see Pastor Leah if you need the further details. But from what I'm gathering is that there it this this word pain is in two different clauses. So the mother said, When I bore him, he caused me pain. And later in the passages, it says that he will cause pain. And so when you look at that and you, you just do the study on those two verb, verbs, uh, that you find out that Jabez's mother bore him in pain. And then you have to look back into Scripture. When you look back into Scripture, you see that when Eve gave birth to, to her son, that God says, I will increase your pain. In childbirth, so you hear this echo going throughout. You hear it in, in uh, Rachel giving birth to, to Benjamin, that she bore him in pain, and she ended up dying in childbirth. So you hear this echo of, of God's, God's promise that, okay, so you wanted to go ahead and bite that apple? I got something for you. You know, you hear that, 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 that curse that was put up on her, and it comes up, and it comes up again and again. Just like in our lives, you know, we can get to a place in God where we really think we've, de- we've defeated an issue or a sin, and we've gotten over a sin issue, and sure enough, you know, just the right time, the right place, the right circumstance— we find ourselves right back in that same issue. Like, God, what is going on? And I believe those echoes in life is God trying to get our attention. God saying, look to me. I am your healer. I am your redeemer. Look to me. And so if you're struggling this morning, just trying to get through life, just begin to look at what is God saying? What is the repetitive pattern that's gone in my life? God revealed to me what I need to change. And so as, as Jabez is, is going on and growing up, he's seen and reflecting not only on his family and seeing the situation that's going on around him. We know that he was an Israelite, amen? And we know that everybody... Uh, They were the blessed nation and everybody wanted what they had because they had land. They had, they had flock. I mean, Jacob's, Jacob was so blessed that his, his flocks just multiplied out of nowhere. Just babies upon babies or sheep and, and, and goats and anything he touched just turned to gold. But he was a trickster. He was a conniver. He had stole his brother's birthright, but it did not refute the fact that he was, a, he was favored by God and the blessings of God were on his life. And so when we begin to reflect on what God, where God really begins to work in our lives, where our giftings are, we need to realize that, you know, we need to, to give God praise for that and thank God that he has not revoked those promises to us and so as Jabez is growing up, he has seen all this. And he says to, and he begins to, to figure, kind of, I think he begins to kind of figure things out that I'm seeing these people come. And, you know, 
probably, they had probably moved several times. They're probably their, their establishments had been taken over because when you read about the Israelites that we've been, been studying, there's just always these great takeovers where people come in and they plunder the land, they take all the cattle, they take all the flock, they take the wives, they take the children, they take the gold, everything. And so they're constantly in, let's start up, let me start over, let me start over, let me start over. And, and, and that's how we are. As many times, you know, we get to, to, to a point in life where we think we've made it, we think we've, we've, we've grounded our tent pegs, and then something comes. A catastrophe comes, a hurricane, a, a great wave comes, and we have to find ourselves starting over. So what we do know about Jabez in, in the literal rendering could read, he causes pain or he caused pain. That's, that's what his name meant. His mother was probably referring to the, the, the pain of his birth, of birthing him. And people took it to mean that as he grew up, it's like, oh, there's your best. And pain, he causes pain. His mother, you know, he almost took his mom out. He causes a lot of pain. But that was not, that was not what Jabez wanted to be known as. And so, as I said, we're not sure of what the painful situation was. But Jabez's Jebez, mother could have just been in an emotional state. She might have just been hurting and just cried, you know, just said. They were like, what do you want to name the baby? Pain. <laughs> because she had, you know, and any woman in here can understand that pain, that giving, going into labor and giving a natural birth is one of the most painful situations you find yourself in. Praise God for the epidural that they have now. Amen. But giving natural birth, I gave natural birth to my youngest son and it was painful. Amen. And so, so he has this stigma of he causes pain on him. So one of the things we know about God is whenever we align our prayer, our pain, and our calling to him, he will respond. And so as Jabez begins to, to grow up and, and begins tapping into his history and, and, and into the heavenly realms, he was understanding that it, it, it requires a different kind of thinking. Jabez was like, I want to change my situation. You know, I'm a young man. I want to. I, I want to. I want my family to be blessed. I want to be not not want to lift myself up, but I want to prove God. I want to prove the word of God, just like He proved it to my ancestors. I want God's word to come to fruition in my life. And so, as He begins to uh, to grow and He begins to understand, His whole alignment begin to shift. You have to understand that Jabez was in a, a, a post-electric uh, situation where they could, you know, at the drop of a dime, somebody, a, a, an encampment can come around, a Jebusites, whatever sites, could come in and just, just ravish them and take everything. And Jabez was like, I'm tired. I'm tired of working. I'm tired of planting. I'm tired of establishing myself and my family, and my future, and then it just comes in and gets wiped away, gets taken over. How many of us are tired of the enemy just coming in, wreaking havoc, taking away what we have worked for, amen? So that's not the design of God, and when that, that continues to happen, we have to say, God, what, what am I doing? You know, it's like, oh God, why are you allowing this to happen? No, it's what circumstance are you in that is causing the enemy to just be able to just punk you, to just come in and take what he wants, do what he wants with you. So Jabez made up in his mind that, you know, this, this has got to end. This has got to cease. And so 
As we look further on, we understand that in uh, the, first, the first verse, um, or in chapter 4, verse 9, it says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. So Jabez called upon the name of the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border. You would keep me from harm so that it not so that it might not bring pain. And God granted his prayer. See, we have just simply got to, to be, be able to um, believe the extraordinary of God. Amen? So, this, so Jabez's mindset switched. Jabez's attitude switched. And one of the ways we can transition in operating in the heavenly realm is by developing a Jabez mindset, a Jabez attitude. Jabez's outlook on life, Jabez's the conviction that he felt in his heart. Jabez had a mindset to do better and to be better. In essence, it's the same lesson that Jesus taught his disciples in the Lord's Prayer, is that you've got to approach God with reverence, that you've got to ask God, give him his admonish who he is, knowing that he is the God of all, that he's the creator of all. Our Father who, is, who art in heaven, blessed be your name. Blessing the name of the Lord, not going to God and saying, you know what, God, I got this situation. I need you to hook me up and take care of it, right? Because you love me. You know, this, this, you know how we, we think he's just a genie in a bottle and God, I need you to answer this and I need you to answer it now. I don't have time to wait. You know, they come in to foreclose my house. They, I'm, I'm hiding my car around the corner. I'm, I'm trying to, Lord, you know, hold on to it. I just need you to bless me so that I can hold on to what, to what I've gained. And God is like, you gained because it was done out of your will. It was done out of your, out of your lust, out of, out of what you wanted in life. I, that, those things were in your will, but maybe it wasn't the proper timing. And we can get ourselves into situations, into debt, and then get mad at God when God doesn't answer the prayer. And God's like, oh, I have those blessings for you, and they're still in the storehouse. But I need you to align to what, you know, what I've created you to do. So if you're, if you're struggling with some things in life and you're, you're having some hardships, make sure that you realign those things to God. Amen. If that means taking the car back to the dealership, I won't tell you how many times I've told Pastor, you need to take that car right on back to the lot because that does not fit into our budget. And, you know, not, and not you know, making sure that, you know, that things are in alignment in your home, with your wife, with your family. Don't just go out and just purchase purchase things and not consult the whole household and see the effect that it will ha have on the whole, whole household. That's just a little side note. So the, 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 the best mindset is just developing a frame of mind that we are constantly in prayer. Amen. We are constantly thinking, praying to God for more of the things of God. And it's okay to pray for more of the things of God. God wants to bless us. He says, I come to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. See, the Jabez mindset is living beyond the ordinary. Amen? Don't you want to live? I mean, you're a child of God. Come on now. You should be living beyond the ordinary just because of who lives within you. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. So you should be living an ordinary lifestyle. The Jabez the mindset is being tired of not growing up 
in the things of God and joining God in his work and that results into spiritual growth. God is saying when you join me, when you align with me, you will just grow grow like a weed, amen? You will grow into to the person that God has called you to be. The Jabez mindset is just getting, getting sick of life, getting sick of church, getting sick of, of, of church as usual, coming here Sunday morning, receiving a word like, okay, I'm going to go study this passage, and I'm going to change some things, and God, I'm going to pray to you, and I'm going to say the Lord's prayer, and God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the things that you're calling me to do, and in your prayer, you fall asleep on God. In your, in your studying, you fall asleep on God, because your mind is not settled, amen? Your mind is not focused on the things of God. You're looking for a quick fix. You want, you want a quick blessing when God is saying, you know, we're going to have to back it up a little bit. We're going to have to back it up and go in and, 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 and correct some situations in your lives. Maybe there's some apologies to be made. Maybe there's some things that we need to do. But we just get, I just, sometimes I just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. I get sick and tired of myself. I'm like, why? And you know, you wake up in the morning like, dang, I'm here, you know, nothing's changed. The same situation is going on, you know, when I, especially when I was growing up as a young lady. I grew up in a, a, a Baptist church, a missionary Baptist church, and uh, my dad was one of the head deacons. And, every, and, and that, that, that prayer would just drive me insane. I would just sit there like, you know, you know that prayer. You, y'all all know that prayer, that the deacons would, you know, walk about my bedside both day and night, heal my aching body, you know, <laughs> just that, that constant prayer. Uh, and, and I was just like, my goodness, like they pray this prayer every Sunday. And, you know, I'm just like, have y'all not found breakthrough yet? Have y'all not, you know, hey, as I walk through this desert place, well, dang, you walk through the desert place every Sunday. When you going to get to your blessing? And, you know, those, that, this constant prayer that's just indwelled in you. And I'm like, oh, we stuck. I see why the Israelites were stuck. They just kept circling the mountain, circling the mountain, because they was praying the same prayer. And I would just sit there as a kid and just be like, you know, I could just memorize it with them. I had to, <laughs> and all the you know, all of that stuff that those old deacons would do. We just had it down to a T. And it was just like, you know, Lord, please deliver me from the usual itis of church <coughs> and learning that, you know, you install that in children and then they grow up and they start repeating those prayers. And you know, I just want it, I just want it to be free. Like, can we just move forward? Can we just go forward? And God wants to bless us. God wants us to move forward. God doesn't want us to be little wind-up monkeys that are just re- repeating prayers. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have, maybe I used use a different metaphor. But, you know, just, you know, the little toy where you wind it up and then they, nye, 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 nye. God doesn't want us to be like that. God gave us a free will. God gave us a common sense, amen, to be able to enjoy our lives. And so we want to just, um, just, Gain the, the, and learn how to get that Jabez mindset, um, get that frame of mind where we're expecting God to move daily on our behalf and that, that we, are, we are looking forward to what God has for us. So the, the, the Jabez mindset is where you transition from, earthly, from the earthly realm to a living realm, a living faith and experiencing God's kingdom right here on earth. In, in uh, the prayer, uh, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, um, 
Give us this day our daily bread. And it, it's, and it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive us. It, there's a, a section in there, and I'm, I'm kind of going blank. But it's saying, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? That we should be doing what is, we should be mimicker, mimicking heaven. What's going on in heaven? What are they doing in heaven? God is saying, let my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That we are heaven, we are heaven citizens, but we just happen to be on earth. So our lifestyle should be mimicking what is going on in, our, in the heavenly realms. And we know in the heavenly realms, they just have it going on, amen? That there's no worry, there's no jealousy, there's no hate, but there is peace, amen? That they are, they are enjoying life to its fullest, and God wants us to do that. So Jabez has all of these thoughts running through his head, and we simply must just begin to crave the extraordinary of God. We simply must just not be satisfied with where we are, but to be satisfied, but become thirsty for what God wants us to do and what God wants to, wants to become. So we, we simply can't come here next Sunday with that same frame of mind, amen? But that we have to stay before the Lord. We have to practice, amen? We have to repeat the prayer over and over until it attaches to our heart, that it's just not something that we've memorized and it's coming out of our mind, but that, we, that it is attached to our heart and that we sing songs. We are eager, amen, to wake up, to, to adore the Lord throughout the day into whatever circumstances or situations we find ourselves in, on the job, amen, in the classroom or wherever we meet, we may be, that we are, our mindset is that of, of worship. So we need to pr- learn to pray to God for his will for the right now. God wants to bless us, but we must develop a Jabez mindset and get in the business of making him, of asking him for provision for his will and not our plans. So Jabez, as he begins to pray this prayer, he, he's, he's connected to his history. He knows what God can do. And he says, you know what? I'm going to change the game. I'm going to change the game. And he says, there, there's just, I, when I look at, who I come from, my heavenly father, and the lineage that I come from, and the promises that are written in the scripture, I'm changing the game. I'm going back to Eden. Amen. I'm going back to the promises of God. And so when we see him, he begins to just believe it. He believed for it. He knew that it could happen. He understood that alignment and obedience and trust in God was key for him. And so as he begins to pray, um, one of the prerequisites that, that he understood is that I've just got to open up my heart. Amen. I can't try and, and maneuver God to do this because I'm pretty sure that he had land, that he had a family, that he was doing well in the situation that he was in. But there was something more that he desired. And so Jabez was literally calling on God um, who had already provided. And he understood that God was, was the sustainer of him. And the history that, that followed him and his lineage was nothing to just be looked at or thought of. 
He was calling on the same God of Abraham, the God who destroyed the world, the, the same God that destroyed the world by flood, the God who had sanctified Joseph, the God who used Moses to deliver his ancestors from Egypt. Uh, and he understood that there's something in the power of God. There's something about the alignment with God. And if my ancestors could align and do great things, I can align with God and do great things. So when the text says, Jabez prayed to the God of Israel. Jabez was putting God to the test to prove himself once again by operating in Jabez's life. Do you know it's okay to test God? It's okay to put God to the test? God wants us. He says in Malachi, test me, try me. God wants us to, 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 to test him. God wants us to hold on to the truth of his word, hold on to the promises of a word. And he allows us to test him and say, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to see if you really are who you say you are. When we look at, um, who was, who was the guy? Gilead. Uh, when we look at that story and we see where God had called him and he said, me? He said, oh man, of valor, of mighty valor. He was like, who you talking? <laughs> you talking to me? And he talked about, you know, I'm the least of my clan. So he started talking about his lineage. I'm the least of my clan and the least of all of, 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 of everyone. You know, like I'm just, I'm just the, the, the dum-dum of the family. I, don't, I, don't, I, I can't do this. And God, calls, God favored him and called him a mighty man of valor. And we see as we continue to read that story what God did through him. But he tested God. He tested God. He said, okay, okay, I'm going to put out this, 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 this mat <laughs> in front of my tent. And in the morning, if it's wet, then I'll know it was you. Maybe, you know. And so he tests God. He tests God twice. And so it's okay to ask God to prove himself. Amen? His faith was not, not strong enough to just take it for word value, but he began to test God. And when, when God would answer each and every prayer, then his faith began to grow. So when you look at the miracles, when you look at the blessings that God has bestowed upon you, look back and just say, you know what, God, God did that. And we might count it as small, but when you really look at it, you're like, I would have never gotten through that situation if I had not surrendered to God. So God wants to fulfill our desires. He wants to fill our, our, our needs and our purposes. So when we continue to look at the story of Jabez, he was um, honored. He was a man that was honored in his city, honored in his, in his location. Although his name meant pain, he was honored, more honorable than his brothers. And his brothers were the fighters of the family, okay? They were the ones that would just go out and, you know, plan battles. They would see the enemy coming and they would go out and just fight. They fought for their land. They fought against other tribes. They, they were trying to maintain their... Uh, all that they had gained by fighting and arguing with their enemies, amen, by trying to overthrow their enemies. And uh, I'm sure as a young boy, Jabez would see them head out at, you know, head out and going into these other encampments and coming back. And Jabez was like, I ain't coming back with no broke arm and no, you know, I don't want to be taken out. I don't want, I don't, I don't want, I'm tired of abandoning y'all up from all this fighting you're doing. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be something that I can do. So Jabez's mindset was that I'm just going to trust in God. I'm simply going to trust in God, and I'm going to simply just say, God, I'm going to stand on your promises, and I'm going to ask you to bless me. 
And so in verse, in verse 10, we'll just read that again. It says, Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me, that you should keep me from harm. So it was so that it might not bring me pain. So not only was Jabez asking God to enlarge his territory, territory and land was a huge thing back then. It was really the bread of, of life for them. And he asked God, Lord, increase my land. You said to Abraham, you said to Jacob, you said to Joseph that, that we have dominion, that this is ours, that it's already stamped in our family's name. We hold the deed to it. So why are we fighting someone for what is already ours? Why am I fighting someone for a deed that is written in history, amen, spoken by you, that I own this, that we own this, that my children's children's children will be blessed by this. God, I'm not going to fight for what's mine. I'm not going to fight for what you've already given to us. And we've got to understand that even in in Christ's death, we don't have to, to fight anymore, amen, that his death proclaimed that we are, that he set the captives free, amen, that he, he allowed us to become children of God, that we don't have to continue to fight for what we want, for what we need. And, you know, when we look at, look at this world and we look at this economy, we look at the state of, of, you know, they still counting votes and all the political uproar that we went through. I just refuse to turn on TV. I'm like, I am not going to let that infiltrate my mind and infiltrate my spirit because I know who my God is. Amen. I know who God is. I know who, who, who I am. And I'm going to align myself with the word of God. I'm going to align myself to be the child of God that he has called me to be. And so Jabez was doing that exact thing. He was allowing God to use him in such a profound way. God, he was asking God, and, and, and when we compare it to the Lord's Prayer, he was asking God, God, give me my daily bread. Enlarge my territory. Give me what I need for today. Father God, give me everything that I will need on a daily basis. I'm not asking God to just whoosh, throw it all at me at once. I, we couldn't handle it. But he said, give me this day our daily bread. Jesus taught his disciples to just this day, amen, just handle moment by moment, step by step. And Jabez was, was doing that, and he began to prosper. And that prosperity that when he was feeling was felt among his kinsmen. It was felt among the people, and the people began to just prosper because he prospered. When God enlarged his territory, those people were able to, to go in, to be protected, to grow their farms, to, to not worry about their family, their sons and their daughters, but they were under this umbrella of blessing because of the man, uh, the man Jabez had prayed to God and asked God for his protection. He asked God to, to redefine my name. I don't want to be the one that people think causes pain, but I want to be the one that blesses. I want to be the one that, that when someone comes, that my storehouse is full, that I have so much land that I can give to others to be able to help them become who you would have them to be. So Jabez lived a very blessed life because of the prayer that he prayed and because of the fact that he aligned himself to God's word. So God, God wants to thoroughly bless us. In, in one of the, one of the um, versions, one of the uh, biblical versions, one of the, I believe it's in the King James Version, it says, Oh, that you would thoroughly bless me and enlarge my territory 
and let your hands be with me and act without regard to the evil inherent of my birth name, as so not to cause me pain or for me to cause pain. First, he wanted, you know, the expansion of his territory. Then he didn't want to be known as pain. He didn't, he didn't want the character name, as we know, in the biblical days, your name reflected your character. He says, I don't want to be that character anymore. I'm pretty sure if you look at the echo of Jacob when he's wrestling with God, when he's fighting with God and God says, I'm going to change your name, you will no longer be Jacob. You will no longer be uh, known as a trickster, but you will be known as Israel. Amen? The father of many nations. Amen? Which my inheritance and my line will come through. So then he also requested that God's hand would just be with him. It's the opposite of having our hands working, amen, and doing what we can do. But he asked God, put your hand on it, that God's hand would not be against them, that God's hand would work alongside him so that the promises of God would come forth. And then third, he just asked, simply asked for liberation. Lord, I want to be liberated, amen. I want to be, I want to be set free from uh, the, the generational cycle. I want to be set free from the cycles of iniquity that plague my family line. God, I don't want to find myself caught up in all these situations, but I want to be liberated to, to become all that you have called me to do. And so he asked God to just simply liberate him. And God did that. God answered his prayer. And so while we are are learning to align ourselves, amen, asking God for the extraordinary, um, asking God to bless us, asking God to honor us. Let's make sure that we are in alignment because you can pray your will to God all day. And we, and many of us have been praying our will to God for some, for many, many years. But until your will is aligned with God's will, it'll be fruitless. It will not multiply. It will not increase. It will not enlarge because God knows you from the day he released you into his mother's womb. He says, I know the plans I have for you. And God has great plans for each and every one of us in here as a collective and as individuals that God wants to do great things. So that burning sensation that maybe a business you want to start, maybe that that education that you want to go back to school and receive, maybe a mate, whatever it is that lays within the confines of your heart that God has not answered. Line it up to God, amen? Line it up to the will of God and see that God wants to bless you. See, the biblical sense of blessings means that it's supernatural, amen? It's nothing that you or I can do, but a supernatural uh, event, a supernatural answer from God will come for something that that's not even on your radar, that you didn't even believe you could ac- accomplish or become. But God is like, you aligned with my will, and now the supernatural things will be, begin to, to uh, uh, happen. And so in, the word indeed is the equivalent of adding an exclamation point to the statement, God bless me indeed, like stupid. Like, I want to be stupidly blessed. Like, I just want, I just want it to just pile on me, God. Like, bless me indeed. 
because you have the resources and I've aligned myself to you. I'm doing the things that you've called me to do. I don't want to be elevated, but I want you to bless me, Father God, so that I can bless others, that I can make your name great, that I can call your name great. And so he, so he asked God to bless him indeed. When we ask for God's blessings, we're, ask, we're not asking for more of what we could do ourselves, but we're crying out to God for the wonderful, unlimited goodness that only God can provide, that only God can release, that only God knows our hearts and knows what we need. And this is was Jabez's prayer. So as we, as we um, conclude, we want to just make sure that we are staying in alignment with Jabez's prayer. Amen. Staying in alignment with the will of God. It's a template for us, but you can, you can create your own prayer, amen? Don't think that, you know, you just go every night, just read this, and then one morning you're going to wake up and your borders are going to be stretched. But just begin to align, use this as a template to just align yourselves to the will of God and begin to just request God to do the things that are so burning in your heart, to align your will to God, and God is going to answer your your. Repressed. See, Jabez's request, he left it entirely in the hands of God. He prayed the prayer and went on about his business. And God answered him, and he answered him quickly. He immediately saw the presence of God, felt the presence of God, and felt the things of God coming into fruition. So the principle here is just don't try to focus God in your direction. Amen. Don't ask God, okay, God, this is what I've done. You know, I've gotten this education. I've done this. I got the house. I got the white picket fence. I got the wife. I got, God's like, bless you. God, that's, that's good. Yeah, and that's going to cause you many troubles because that was not the one I chose for you. So further down the road, that thing might explode. But God is just saying, I don't, I don't want, we can't direct God. Amen. We can't, act, we can't do something and then ask God to come in and bless it. But we must focus ourselves in the direction of God, not God in our direction. So when we pray, ask God for what he wants according to his will, and we will see the divine happen. Amen. We will see our territory expanded. We will hear the testimonies of, of the saints. Amen. We will encourage each other and say, you know what? I simply just gave God my yes. And that's all God is waiting for. God's waiting for our yes. God's waiting for us to get to the point where we understand that he is God and he is God alone. He is the great I am and everything we need, everything we desire is in his storehouse. And we have the key to unlock it through our obedience, amen, through our alignment and through our sacrifices to him. Amen. Amen. Pastor Sam is going to come and close us out this morning. God bless you. I hope that you received this word.